Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. to turn the program over to our program director, if you want to call her that, and president of the UNA Santa Barbara Tri-County Chapters. Sharon Byrne, please. Thank you very much. So welcome and good evening, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the 78th anniversary of the United Nations today on UN Day. Uh, The UN was founded in 1945 to avoid the scourge of war. And the 2023 UNA Robert Mueller Peace Prize event is this evening. I am Sharon Byrne, the president of the United Nations of Santa Barbara and Tri-Counties. Our United Nations Association was founded in 1943, so this is our 80th anniversary. We are an all-volunteer organization, member-supported, dedicated to peace, advancing human rights, Um, and we are excited that this is the celebration of the 75th year of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and we are also excited about trying to make this world a better world for all of us and for all the generations to come. I would like to introduce you now to our Vice President, Barbara Gahn-Mueller, who kicked off this meeting, and she's going to be the host this evening for our third annual Robert Mueller Peace Prize event. Thank you all so much for joining us for this very special evening, and happy UN Day. Barbara. Thank you, Sharon. What an honor to be together with you right now, all of you. Each of you are so important. But right now, I want to just tell you that this is the 78th UN anniversary. The history of the UN Robert Mueller Peace Prize, which was first awarded to Ted Turner, and then it was awarded to Ambassador Chadre. And I always felt if we could find a couple who were working together hand in glove to bring peace to our planet, I would like to have a peace prize to that couple. Ambassador Chadre was our second awardee, and he's going to speak in a moment to congratulate Jerry and Des. I'm talking to Jerry and Des as these third annual Robert Mueller Peace Prize winners, celebrating our Hero of Humanity Award that Ambassador Chaudhry got and the Robert Mueller Peace Prize. And you contributed to peace in a way that the visioneers would honor and we all honor you, Ambassador. Ambassador, would you like to say a few words for the Peace Prize today to Jez and Jerry? Ambassador Shadri, you may unmute yourself so we can hear you. Yet. Uh, But anyway, um, with great pleasure uh, to to say a few words. And uh, I am very happy to see many of um, uh, my and our common friends uh, who have appeared now on the screen. And uh, Ms. Muller, I do not know how to thank you for championing the cause of peace for so many years. You took up the the um, flag, kept uh, f- flying high from Robert and keeping it flying high 
all the way till now. And that is a real um, honor to Robert's memory and a real honor to the championship of his championship of peace throughout his life. And I think uh, we have been um, uh, talking about him during his 100th anniversary last year. And we, uh, well, this year, and we uh, had a, a reading of the, the uh, uh, book uh, which uh, articulated Robert's life in a wonderful way the prophet. Uh, and so I, I am, uh, I feel hesitant to talk about Robert because all of us have spent time in knowing him, talking about him and work uh, for him. Only thing I, as I said, when I was given in 2020, the, uh, on, on this very day, uh, the Robert Mueller World Peace Prize. I was the second recipient of that honor. And there I said that when I came to New York in 1972, as uh, assigned by my government to pursue uh, the membership application of Bangladesh uh, to the United Nations. And I remember that uh, um, I didn't know any people in the uh, even building at that time, but many told me and the Bangladesh team who, which was working then there, they mentioned about Robert Mueller. They say, you must meet him. And I went to meet, uh, went to meet him, uh, unannounced and I knocked on, on his door and say, may I come in? And he smiled, oh, I don't know you. Please come in, introduce yourself. And so I said, I am Chaudhary from Bangladesh, just a greenhorn diplomat who came to the multilateral world of the United Nations. And I seek your blessings and guidance. And he was so warm. And I was really, really enchanted by his personality. And that started our connection with, uh, my connection with uh, Robert Mueller. And it went on till in uh, 1997, uh, when uh, um, uh, I was ambassador of Bangladesh and I introduced a resolution uh, on declaring the millennium year as the international year of Thanksgiving. And that was Mr. Mueller's suggestion to me. He said that it, we met uh, in Atlanta and then, uh, sorry, in Dallas. And then he said that it will be wonderful if we can have a world of Thanksgiving. Yeah. As all of you know, the World Center for Thanksgiving is located in Dallas. And if you have not seen it, I will encourage it, you 
to uh, the visit that at some point. It is wonderful, uh, inspiring location. And uh, then uh, he said, can we uh, engage the United Nations, recognize the value of Thanksgiving? And I, I was very encouraged. I said, I will, of course. And I did, and that was adopted. And the year 2000 was declared as the International Year of Thanksgiving, as suggested by Robert Mueller. And I would say that this is the only General Assembly resolution which has the word spiritual integrated into the resolution. Spirituality, despite its value and uh, eternal presence in the lives of human beings, have not found an adequate recognition and place in the United Nations. Many of us, uh, uh, Doug Hammarskjöld, Kofi Annan, Uthant, all of them were very spiritual persons. And I know that particularly for Kofi Annan, I used to call him Saint Kofi. Mm, that, uh, and uh, uh, it was wonderful. And uh, uh, yesterday there was an event um, organized by the uh, NGO Committee on Spirituality, Values, and Global Concerns, CSVGC. And they presented the Spirit of the United Nations Award yesterday to four categories of persons. And I was invited to introduce the prime, foremost recipient, Ambassador of Namibia. And uh, there I mentioned this, that spirituality is a thing that is needed today. Because without that, we cannot really commit ourselves to the goals and objectives of the UN Charter. So that is, and today we are also observing the 75th anniversary of the Declaration of, on Human Rights of the United Nations. So this, this is the value of spirituality and I am so uh, honored because of this opportunity that Mr. Muller gave me to introduce this idea of the International Year of Thanksgiving. And I think this, the, the spirituality is also an essential thing yes. to promote the culture of peace. So uh, that is why I would like to um, uh, uh, say that the, the realization of the, the peaceful world and a better world for us to live, for all of us to live in is the culture of peace. The way uh, that the, the, the culture of peace will open up. Uh, I, I am a believer that however the world changes around us, unless that change come to us as an individual in our minds, in our souls, uh, nothing can change. No peace can be sustainable. So that is why I keep on uh, devoting my time and 
life's energy to promote the culture of peace. And many of you are great champions of that endeavor. And I believe that this, uh, this is the, the uh, booklet which contains the United Nations Program of Action and Declaration on the Culture of Peace. And this was adopted in 1999 uh, by the United Nations General Assembly. So I'm very proud that after the United Nations Charter, this is the only document that UN General Assembly has adopted, which devotes and the entirety of the document to peace, objectives of peace, global objectives of peace. And that is a wonderful thing. But the, the main uh, uh, benefit of the, this declaration and program of action on a culture of peace is it includes among its five actors, two which are absolutely essential, uh, maybe three. One is civil society. After the member states, civil society has been given the second most prominent role in promoting the culture of peace. Nowhere in the UN, plethora of UN resolutions, there is such a role for civil society. Second, uh, th uh, secondly, uh, thirdly, in a, a first is of course the member states, second is civil society, and third is the media. The role of media has been also given a prominent place in promoting the culture of peace. And then fourth one is very important and significant. It says any individual, whatever their background, whatever their profession, wherever they are working uh, for their livelihood, they have a role in promoting the culture of peace. It doesn't matter whether it is a religious organization or a religious person, it is a professor, it is a teacher, it is uh, uh, Thank you, Ambassador Chaudhry. You no, know but can you? Uh, see me. I am. Oh yes, we see you. And I want. Okay, okay. I will finish now just by saying that this is a great honor for me to speak today at this third Robert Mueller World Peace Prize announcement today and presentation. And this goes to a wonderful couple who are the co-founders of Visionaires of uh, Visionaires International Network, Geraldine, Dr. Geraldine Schwartz and Dr. Desmond Bergoff. I think it is a great honor for me. And as you say, as you said, Mrs. Muller, that uh, I was the last recipient of the award uh, for uh, as a hero of humanity. Uh, and I am very deeply grateful for uh, Jerry and Desmond's uh, recognition of my work on the culture of peace and many other things. I would like to conclude here and congratulate them 
most wholeheartedly and I, I am eagerly looking forward to the rest of the program. Thank you so much, Ambassador Chaudhry. You took away the words out of my mouth. I was going to say he is not only the second Robert Mueller World Peace Prize awardee, he is a recipient of the 2023 Hero of Humanity Award, which is given as a very prestigious award by the Visioneers. Thank you so much for taking time to tell us about the culture of peace. And I am so proud of the work that you are doing he is a permanent diplomat at the United Nations. He is the person we all go to when we need the United Nations to pay attention to what we'd like to propose. Ambassador Chaudhry is my hero, and I thank you so much for being here. You know, as I follow Ambassador Chaudhry, I am so proud to have been married to Robert for 17 years to present the 2023 Robert Mueller Peace Prize to Dr. Geraldine Schwartz, to Desmond Bergdoffer, Visioneers International Network, started by them to honor Robert Mueller and all the peace heroes on whose shoulders we stand. Robert was a lifelong champion of peace at the United Nations, as you so eloquently said, Ambassador Chaudhry. The Peace Prize recognizes and honors the extraordinary contributions of Des and Jerry, Dr. Geraldine Schwartz and Dr. Desmond Bergdoffer. We are so proud to present you with the Peace Prize. This year, we will be having this sent to you in Canada. You know, the found, you are the founders of the Visioneers, and this is what is so phenomenal. This was founded in October 9, 2022. We are talking one year later. At that time, we were only having 40 peace leaders from three countries. One year later, October 2023, the Visioneers International has expanded to 62 countries and hundreds of peace builders, thanks to the tireless efforts of Dr. Geraldine Schwartz and Dr. Desmond Bergdoffer. At this moment in human history, the Visioneers are gathering the global family of outstanding leaders celebrating the international visual, virtual, and humanities web of good work. The Visioneers.ca is a something to behold. That's their website. The Visioneers.ca is leading a new story, lending us the resources we need to make sure that we are part of this network of peace builders. Each of you today, I hope, will take a moment and go and look at the common resolve found at www.thevisioneers.ca. It is now time to bring Jerry and Des. I have always felt that as a couple, you are now more than one. Even after this life is done, my dear late husband, Dr. Robert Mueller, passed in 2010. Here it is, 2023, his 100th anniversary. 100 years ago, he was born in the poorest part of Alsace-Lorraine. He was born in a war-torn country. The French were shooting the Germans. His parents and his grandparents changed nationalities five times without leaving their home. He grew up looking at soldiers marching in the street and parading around in great glory because they had something to do. If we could only give people something to do that didn't involve killing another, what a world we could have. 
And so with that, I am so delighted to welcome them both to our program. And I'm looking forward to you accepting the award and saying a few words. Dr. Geraldine Schwartz and Dr. Desmond Bergdoffer, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, I'm going to go first. Um, and I hardly know where to begin to say how honored and grateful I am to be the recipient of a Peace Prize dedicated to the memory of my friend and mentor, Robert Mueller, and to, to receive it jointly with Jerry, who for over 30 years has been my wife and partner of the heart, as well as a brilliant and compassionate partner of the work we do together for the benefit of humanity. It's a double honor, so thank you. I believe we were called to come together from the second half of two very separate lives to give voice through the energy of our love to the potential for humanity to create a wonderful future. And when we met Robert, we knew we had found a mentor of extraordinary human quality. As anyone who is touched by Robert's presence will tell you, he was one of a kind, a quintessential global citizen, the model of the kind of human being the world now so desperately needs. If I can do nothing more today, it would be to, it would be enough to rekindle his spirit for all to feel. When I wrote my book, The Vision Is, a courage story about belief in the future in the early 1990s, to proclaim the birth of a global mind in which people everywhere across all divides could come together in joyful collaboration and celebration of life, I gave a copy to Robert. And he saw right away what I was up to. Um, and he did his best to promote the book and its ideas to a wide audience. We didn't get as far as we wanted to back then because the book was ahead of its time, waiting for the technology to be born and the conditions to be right for the message to reach the world. Now, 30 years later, we have the technology and the means to do it in spectacular fashion. And that's what the Visioneers Project is doing. And I sincerely hope that today's event on the birthday of the United Nations will give it a big boost. I would so love to have Robert here leading the charge, but I can feel his presence telling us we must now, more than ever, stand up for the principles of equality, freedom, and justice for all to assert and show that humanity is indeed one inextricably connected family. And that when we do good for others, we know that we're also doing good for ourselves. And when we do harm to others, we're doing harm to ourselves. That wisdom has been part of human culture for more than 2000 years, but we've never been fully able to embrace it. But now, we have the opportunity to do it as a global species, 
interconnected in all the normal ways we are in trade, commerce, entertainment, travel, and the enjoyment of life on our precious jewel of a planet, on which we have miraculously evolved out of the consciousness and intelligence of the universe, such that our own human minds are filled with the same universal intelligence evolving towards wholeness and harmony. Like all the instruments of an orchestra playing in unison to create the most sublime symphony of life. That is who we are as human beings. We're not the cruel monsters who inflict death and destruction on others and slaughter the innocents. We are not liars and cheats who would steal and pillage and sell others into slavery. No, they are the vile aberrations of the human race. They do not define us. Nor do outbreaks of war that kill civilians and destroy lives and property. That doesn't define us. All that defiles us. And we denounce it and bend every effort of our enormous will and creativity to expunge it from human experience. And the best way to do that is to showcase the opposite, to shine light into that darkness and dispel it. And that, and the way we're doing that in the Visioneers Project is to build a mighty global exposition filled with pavilions of people and projects doing good work in the world. We're doing this virtually using the powerful digital technology uh, that's becoming more powerful and effective with every passing day so that you don't have to travel to some far off place to visit this grand exposition. You can carry it around on your cell phone, in your pocket or purse, or put it up on the screens in your home. And there you will meet these people and see what they are doing to improve the world, not destroy it. And we learn from them, so, and we can learn from them so that we can replicate their good work in our own communities. The greatest joy for Jerry and me over the past few years, as we've worked with our local team to build the Visioneers Network, has been to, to meet and converse uh, with extraordinary people and learn from them how to build humanity's golden peace on earth and become that one human family focused on uplifting each other and building each other's dreams. You know, the, the new science is revealing that what we call material reality is really a sea of foaming energy in which we and everything else are entangled. We're not separate, we're entangled in ways that defy our abilities to understand, but on which we are peeling back the skin of the onion to more fully comprehend the magnificence waiting for us in the future. Of course, the impediments to progress are enormous, mostly coming out of our own immature consciousness. And the threat, and the threat of collapse is ever present. But, you know, we learn that life 
is resilient and that the big story of humanity is survival from moments of near extinction from time and time again over countless millennia to re-emerge and triumph in new ways which brings me back to the indomitable spirit of Robert Mueller, who reminds us that nothing is impossible, that we can rise above all limits, that our inheritance on earth is to live in happiness with each other and the magnificent splendor of nature. And here's Robert in his own words. We have to do it. Again, do not consider anything impossible. This is why I speak so much about the world in my books and 18 books so far and in my 4000 ideas is always this you must love you must love the earth as your home we have to do it again do we have to do it again do your nature gives you peace all the time you can look at this beautiful nature with, with, without end for hours yeah, that was the beautiful nature at the University for Peace in Costa Rica. And those memories of Robert are really touching. Another part of the Visionaries platform is to provide a means for the wisdom of people like Robert and the others I have shown you to be readily available to the world. We have done this by creating what we call the Visionaries Masterworks Emporium of the great works of our time. This is a magnificent virtual library, you can see on the screen there, in nine categories, modeled on the ancient library of Alexandria. This was Jerry's idea. I told her I thought it was a bit of a stretch to try to model the ancient library of Alexandria, but she went ahead and did it anyway. And now we have this magnificent repository of wisdom and inspiration. Here are some of the books that are on the, um, on the, on the, in the Emporium. But in this modern age, we're not limited to preserving uh, ancient scrolls or even books, but we can include all kinds of other media like film, music, any of the arts, poetry, documentaries, videos, and so on. All this is on the website and available to anyone with an internet connection. So we invite you to check it out. It's still a work in progress, but you'll find much there to educate, inspire, and uplift. So what we know from all of our work is that a future path of extraordinary possibility is opening up for humanity in the 21st century but we will have to choose to follow that path which means we have to engage in new learning learning how to live differently and more lightly on the planet the human race has gone as far as it can on the model of competition and consumption that treats the planet as no more than a reservoir of resources and a dumping ground for our waste rather than as our sacred home where its beauty and munificence 
is the very source of life. We've got a lot to do to reverse the trends that are pushing us beyond planetary boundaries, while the majority of the world population still lives in poverty. But with the accumulated wisdom of our thought leaders at our backs and the spirit of Robert Mueller in our heart, we can surely succeed. Jerry will take it from here. She's a scientist and a poet, and she'll say, share some of that with you, Jerry. Thank you, Desmond. So I would like to begin first by showing you the symbol of the Visioneers, the rainbow eagle in full flight. The rainbow eagle represents the power of our glorious human diversity of color, race, belief, and culture. It represents all of us glorious in full flight. The task ahead requires the strength of the eagle and the power of all of us to achieve what seems impossible. And I'm going to show you as we proceed how we can actually do this. So secondly, before I, I begin my message, I would like to underline my remarks with a photograph of Robert and Barbara. We met Robert in his elderhood when he had just met Barbara. This was really good fortune for him because Barbara nurtured his soul by meeting him in full stride and she continues to stand in his light every day as she carries on his legacy, just as she's doing today. Barbara is a visioneer's visionary leader in her own right. So now I'd like to begin my message. To be associated with Robert Mueller is as a person taking action as a peacemaker is an honor of the highest order. And when, just because of who he was and is, throughout the history of humanity, there have been people whose shining light has inspired generations to call them heroic, not only in their own times and place, but for all times and place. We have called Robert a visioneer hero of humanity, and I'll tell you why I say this. As Barbara mentioned before, in his youth, Robert lived through the most awful of times himself in World War II, and he emerged resolute to find another way. When we met him, his accomplishments at the United Nations, where he had spent most of his life, were Herculean. He was a legend for the quality of his relationships, for his essential humanity, especially for his enthusiasm, and for the highest personal qualities that made him stand out as an example of human nobility. He was the best of who we can and must become. 
In his time, the world was in great need of such heroes. But when we met him, he was not done because his greatest gift was to inspire others to do great things themselves. And there are many people on this platform, as you just heard Ambassador Chowdhury say, who have gone on at, at Robert's inspiration and because of his, his uh, cheering of what they were going to do and, and because of the actions that he was taking, because of his influence, they went on to do great things. And so all of those things together, uh, all of those things together are um, what what can be counted as as Robert's as 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 Robert's contribution. But I have a different take on that because you you've, you've heard what Desmond said about his mentorship and how important his um, just the way he he handled Des's book and what he was trying to do with it, how important that was to him and to us. But I have encountered something else that's really important because as I have moved into 62 countries to give hundreds of awards, I have been astonished how many of them knew Robert, admired him, were mentored by him, and loved him. And that that, that just sort of makes this award so special to us and and just let me tell you then about about the visioneers and how robert would have loved the visioneers and especially let me tell you about what we were about to do so barbara told you about what we have done in one year we have gathered our ingathered our family of incredible people we have offered Hero of Humanity awards to people like Ambassador Chaudhry, now 32 of them on our platform, and to visioneers, more than 30 of the visionary, visionary leaders, and, and there are more than 30 of them, but there are hundreds and hundreds of other awards. So what we have done up to now is just a beginning. The bar is set very high. And so I'm going to tell you what's happening next. And if what I say to you stirs your soul, we invite you to join us. So let me say this. Like Robert, we are living through an existential moment in human history. When moral corruption of the very few is beyond measure reprehensible. I watch the TV screen each night with such tears that I eventually have to turn it off. But we must not crumble in this darkness or let us define, let it define us personally on our brief sojourn on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a time for gentle showers. It is a whirlwind full of thunder and lightning. We must muster every ounce of fuel for liftoff. This is a time for courage. We must not be timid in going for the greatest prize of all, for all of us and for the next seven generations. This is a call to be the champion of champions, 
we must wage peace guided by the brilliance of every mind and every heart we can find and touch. We must break out of the silos that become barriers and become one common humanity. We need to create not just peace, but a golden peace, because the very spirit that Ambassador Chowdhury was talking about the very spirit of our humanity is at stake. Now, I know that you can't read this, but I, I'm going to just give you a, a, a small sense of what this golden piece looks like. And I invite you to go to our website and look at each of these particular bullets and understand how that would make lives in every country of the world different. So the visioneers are now touching with this message of golden peace. More than a thousand people in our network in 62 countries, and not just one or two teams of people, nine countries in Africa, 26 in Europe, the three in, in North America, Canada, Mexico, Mexico, and the United States, South America, in Australia, four out of the five states. In the United States, 29 states have people and 17 universities have teams. Indeed, we have three teams at the university, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem in Israel, and would you believe even a team in the Palestinian territory? and in Syria, and in China. So it's so important that, that we touch people at the level of our common humanity. So what is the golden piece? It's not just the absence of war. It includes safe harbor, where mother and infants begin life in safety, where schools from nursery to elementary to high school to universities are places where students feel safe to pursue learning and to make friendships, and where bullying of any kind is unacceptable. That's where we need to start with the little ones. The golden peace means a society where the disabled, the elderly, and the poor are accepted and treated with respect and kindness and encouraged to make their contribution. It's a place where we look after the earth, the air, the water, ourselves, and each other, and much more. The visioneers are building the golden peace. And so what I'd like to show you here are four platforms that we have built to capture this new story that is going on right now. Because ladies and gentlemen, the truth is not only what you hear on your television screen. The truth, 99.9% .9 of the truth is not like that. And we are finding the champions of people who are showing the data, the science of how humanity is, is a, a noble species evolving towards goodness. Okay, so what you see up there at the uh, in the virtual expo that Des showed you just a few moments ago, 
you see 11 corridors of the virtual expo in the top left corner. And they mirror each of the items in the golden piece. And this international exposition, a virtual one, that our technology people tell us will, will last as long as the pyramids, there it is for you to explore anywhere in the world with a digital connection. Now, each award winner has their own personal pavilion where the st their stories are told and their legacies are described in terms of their contribution to the golden piece. And the site automatically designates their areas of contribution with these black buttons. So if you look at this slide, this is a slide of Robert Mueller. You see how many of these black button buttons and where the contributions are. You can see that, this, uh, that the site is very interactive. So clicking on any of the black buttons brings up all the others on the site who are also working in that area. So if you are working in, if you're interested in education, for example, the first one that's up there that, that Robert has and his Robert Mueller schools that are all over the world, and you clicked on that, you would see hundreds of other people on our site who have wonderful stories to tell about education. This allows the viewer to take a guided tour of their own, of people with who of like mind and enables you to contact any of them. So the idea of collaboration and community building is part of the original technical design now um, created by one of our, our youth founders, Jamie McGrill. And so what you see here is the ability for you to connect with any of these, to contact them and to, to participate. But what an education it is as you go down the corridor of your own creation in this virtual exposition and see hundreds of extraordinary inspirational stories. That's the truth too, ladies and gentlemen, not just what you're hearing on the media. So we have created a wall of stories and it's built one brick at a time while Robert Mueller plays the ode to joy on his harmonica. So on our website, as you watch, you will see each brick color-coded to one of the sustainable development goals. And that provides a way for us to measure support for each goal. Clicking on any brick as it passes brings the pavilion into view. To date, the wall has hundreds of stories it takes six minutes to pass as it builds in front of you. And here is why we do this. There is no resource on this planet more powerful than human energy, working together with the brilliance, the passion, and the power to create the seeming impossible. So the energy of this planet is not oil or electricity or water. It is all of that created by humanity.
And the most important thing is that 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 Robert was such a genius at, and he understood so uh, instinctively and so intuitively that the power comes from relationships. So if one person, if one person acts in a good way, that's that's wonderful. But if that person can get another person to work with them, that is more than twice the power. And that is why we have had exponential growth on our site and where we're going uh, this year. And so what we have done is we have taken this wisdom. See, Robert understood how important it was not only to, to, to have the idea, but to act interior to that idea. And so we have acted. We have taken the wisdom and we have designed a course in global citizenship. And this was available to anyone online. And so you can see, as you saw before, guide yourself through this course at your own pace and your own time. But we have also designed a special course for high school students that can be used for university credit. And we're beginning our pilot study with the first school in Vancouver in, um, on February 1st, 2024. And there will be at least four or five other schools coming on deck from Vancouver in a twinning project that will invite schools around the world to also participate. So we designed the course of global citizenship, understanding that learning changes the brain and the mind. And remember that we need a global mind change. That's, that's the, 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 the most important thing to, to understand that, that it isn't only one person who needs to change. Of course, that's where you begin. But one person needs to teach one person and teach another person. And so our course is built on a new concept of each one teach one. And we will have hundreds of teachers in each school of global citizenship just as soon as, as, as they get going, because they will learn not only about global citizens from the most incredible minds in the world, they will learn to teach others about this wisdom and to focus it on their community and to act on it. So we invite you to embark on the journey with us to see beyond even the majestic peaks of the rainbow, rainbow eye, eagle eye view I showed you to start. We need not just a new solution, but millions of new solutions. And here's a new word for you. We must work together as a collaboratory, a collaboratory of the very best of us. And now with the power of mind and heart, bursting with Amazon spirit to create, to invent new solutions for a troubled planet. That's what the visioneers are doing. What a project for you to become a part of. And the visioneers are out there to wage peace with as much strategic power and ferocity that is going on in the world in waging war. And they are few and we are many. And we are going there to win the peace. And our goal is to create a new story of who we are 
and noble species evolving towards a global culture that is good, decent, and thriving for everyone. Because as Desmond told you in his speech, we are connected at the very tiniest quanta of who we are. We need to understand that we are many and we are one. We are one species. And we have been threatened, ladies and gentlemen, many times in the thousands of years that we have been on the planet. But as people on this platform know, when we get the champions, like some of you that I know, looking at Marilyn right there, when we get the champions working together, that's when we get an outcome. And so that's the invitation that the visioneers have offered. The website is now public and open. It allows you to do it as a presentation. It is so beautiful and easy and automatic to do. And we invite you not only to do it, but to share it, to share it. So we are so honored. Thank you so much for, for this wonderful award. And, and what it does is it so affirms our life's vision and provides us with the courage we need to, as elders in the world who may not finish the job, to start it and to hand it on. And this is a multi-generational project. It's for young people, it's for elders, it's for people who have every race and color and belief and spirit. It's people who are wanting to work at the level of our soul and our spirit, not only to survive, not only to survive, but to thrive. Can you imagine what we will become when we are all putting our passion and energy into the good side of humanity, helping each other, honoring each other. That is what the Visioneers is about. It's about honor. It's about respect. Not only for a peace without war, but for a peace that honors each and every one of us and asks and demands a contribution from everyone. It's not enough to be to to be absolutely crumpled by the badness we see there now is our time remember robert what he did when he came out of that awfulness of the second world war he went and spent his life doing these incredible things and his legacy is feeding people all over the world it's it's part of of people's health it's part of all the good agencies that, that he helped to found. And he's part of all of our work because if he inspired us to do it, that's part of his legacy too. And if we inspire people to follow us and to do our peace work, then that's part of our work too. So thank you so much for this award and for giving me the opportunity to talk and for us to accept this award with Great pleasure. Thank you.
That was absolutely beautiful, absolutely amazing, and such a wonderful way to accept the Robert Mueller Third Annual Peace Prize. You know, you made a comment. So many people met Robert. Do you know why? He would make a speech at the drop of a hat. If somebody called him and said, I'd like you to make a speech, he always said yes. Right, Ambassador Chaudhry? He always said yes. He had a magnetism about him. He empowered the people who were listening to him with his enthusiasm. And here was Robert Mueller up there playing his harmonica saying, you can do this just like Des and Jerry did. And I congratulate them for their ambitious role that they are playing to take the impossible and making it possible through the visioneers, through their energy and their love and their beautiful way of making us all feel like we're part of this project that the visioneers are founding. You know, the hero of humanity, I look around, are each of you tonight. I look at you and I say, thank you. You are all the equality, freedom, and justice for all, which is the theme for the 20 and the UN Day 2023. The UN is the only global institution with human rights as its core. It is the Universal Declaration of Human Rights celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. When you look at their website, you look at their wall for the sustainable development goals, we're talking about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. We're talking about what Ambassador Chaudhry talked about, the Thanksgiving that we should be giving. Thanksgiving Square, I spent time in Austin, Texas. I know the Thanksgiving Square. Thank you, Ambassador Chaudhry, for empowering them to start a Thanksgiving Square in the financial district. He, they did not want to start it on a hill. They did not want to start it on a church. They wanted to start it in the financial district because that's where the money was and that's where the peace should begin. And so you look at this group in front of you, and I thank you for joining us tonight. You bring peace to all of us and your city, your world, your country. This morning, as I spoke to the Montessori School to create the life of harmony with each other first, with each other, children from two and a half to 13 were in the audience. Their teachers were in the audience. And I said, peace begins with you. Peace begins with me. The harmony that you feel inside is what you share with others and share it with enthusiasm. That's how I fell in love with Robert when he came to La Casa de Marie in Santa Barbara. He didn't say I was the chancellor of the University for Peace. He didn't say that I served at the UN for 40 years. He wrote one thing, yes, I will attend with enthusiasm. If you take nothing else away from here today, take away yes with enthusiasm. And if you have to say no, say thank you. I can't do that right now. It's not in my time and in my framework. But I want to say, with enthusiasm, I accept you. And so I met this man. And as you saw the pictures, we spent 17 years working for peace. Now I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Go to unasb.org. We need you to join the United Nations Associations. There are many people on tonight who are members of the United Nations Association. It's a very inexpensive contribution to the United Nations. We are the local voice for the global. And you know, 
the United Nations has a very special offer for any student under 25. Join your United Nations Association at no cost to you. We welcome you. We want the young voices, as Jerry and Des have mentioned. We want your voices, we want your help, and we want you to join our UNA today. Ambassador Chaudhry is one of those people who you just can't get enough of. So I interviewed him on peacepodcast.org, and his eloquence is there. I interviewed Jerry and Des on peacepodcast.org. And I really appreciate you going there and checking it out. David Wick's on today. There are so many of you who are my heroes, women, men, and children. You keep it in your heart and you practice it. And I'm so grateful. You know, Robert played the Ode to Joy at the end of all of his talks. Why? Because it opened up your heart. Your heart then was what we needed to open. That's got the message, but it was the heart that changed the way we think. And Jerry has a special way of helping students understand they're more than their grades, helping students understand they're more than their failures. And you know, Robert would always say, well, I failed at a lot of things, but I just kept practicing. And I think I'm going to just teach you that tonight. Keep practicing the peace that you want to see on the planet. I look at Marilyn King and she has the Olympic mind. Each of you brings something so special. Sala working with people who need her now more than ever. Each one of you are the future of our planet and together we can make this happen. Now, we do have a couple of extra minutes. If there's anybody who has a question for Jerry and Des, please raise your hand. And if not, we're going to close tonight by asking you to go to their website and to peacepodcast.org and listen to Robert play the harmonica. I would have put it on today, but right now I'm just going to let David Wick raise his hand and we'll talk David Wick. Thank you. David Wick was president of the Rotary Action Group for Peace. I want to thank our sponsors, the Rotary Action Group for Peace, the Rotary E-Club of World Peace, and now David Wick, past president. Would you ask your question, please? Oh, thank you so much. This is absolutely outstanding, and, and Jerry and Desmond, just beautiful preparation. What you, the gift that you're uh, giving us. I'm interested to learn more uh, about the openness for other students from other schools to come and join what you have have set up. So um, I'm just wondering the best way to do that, or just to contact you directly to learn about that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, thank you for asking that question. Um, we are starting uh, the, the pilot project, which we hope will be accepted as a university uh, entrance course by the University of British Columbia. Once we have done one iteration of it, we are open for schools everywhere in the world, and we are starting a, a twinning project. So in the school that we're working at, there were 70 young people from that school, from grades eight to 12, from that secondary school, at the launch at the University of British Columbia. They were so excited about this. They are gonna be the first school to, to start. And there are they are leaders on, on scholarship from many parts of the world and indigenous communities. And, uh, and so we are starting what we call a twinning project. So once a school has, um, has participated, we are going to offer a, a waiting list of twinning schools, and we are going to be offering the opportunity 
to work with the schools that start so that we're into that each one teach one. So when they come on deck in that next iteration, they will have their age mates who will also part willing to participate with them in the action part of it. And they will be learning not only about global citizenship, but to teach global citizenship. So all that has to be done is uh, an inquiry. Just send us an email and um, we will communicate directly with the schools and offer them the opportunity to participate. But Beautiful. this is not only for schools, this is for anyone to take a guided learning journey, a gap year, and sit at the feet of 10 of the most incredible, outstanding thought leaders in the world, listen to what they have to say, and turn that around, turn the lens into their own community, and see what that means for that community and act on it. And it's all built into that uh, issue of, of learning the secondary and tertiary skill set that you need in a complex world that we now live in. So it, it will be a beautiful curriculum. There's a, there's a um, program designed for the faculty of schools that teaches the science and all the various, teaches the teachers how to do this each one teach one process. And I'm very eager to do it with any school in the world that will uh, present. And not only that, and here's the crunch that, that all of you should hear, that um, the, the school, the Global Citizenship for School is, is um, editable by the teachers. So on the one hand, the teachers are given a code and they can, they can give them all of it. They can um, manage it. They can manipulate it in any way they want. And the, and the students can do their assignments and put their actions also automatically, also online, so that the teachers have everything in front of them. And at the end of the, at the end of the global citizenship, each school does a presentation of the teaching of the students and puts it online so that we will have, when we have hundreds of schools, people will be able to look at what students have done in other places as well, twin with them, act with them. And all of this is built into the uh, automatic part of what we do. So, uh, and, and Jerry, so thank you for that question. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much for um, telling us that we can email you and you might want to put your email into the chat so that we can email you to find out more about this education process. I'm going to close with a prayer. The prayer is for peace. We wish you each that the world would feel the peace we are feeling now, the harmony that we know we can bring to each other. I look at Helen Peacock, who has worked so hard to end War 101, and I hope that you will take advantage of that. The prayer always has to have some meat in it. It has to say, thank you. As Robert always said, he had two wishes on his plate. One was for the gratitude for where he is, and then peace as a possibility. Tonight, we are having the Rotary E-Club of World Peace talk about the ending of polio, when polio was introduced many, many years ago, the people said it's impossible. We can't get rid of polio. If you were around during the polio epidemics, you realized that it was a very deadly disease. People were maimed for life and some died. And you think, how did we do it? 
we did it with conviction and that we did it with knowing that it was not impossible. As Nelson Mandela says, it was always seems impossible until it's done. And so I'm using that same phrase for peace. It always seems impossible until it's done. So with that, I thank you for joining us. Robert always would say, as he said in one of the slides, I'm gonna go to my little pictures here because I wanna quote it exactly. Because when he, I took the picture today and it said, he said, dream always of a peaceful world, peaceful, warless, beautiful planet. Peaceful, warless, beautiful planet. And I end with that. And I thank you for joining us on this beautiful day. Thank you all. Thank you.